Welcome to Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey, everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio's brand new third Friday travel writers panel discussion. Uh, this is a show that we do with the International Food, Wine, and Travel Writers Association. We do one every second Tuesday, and that's with actual destinations. We do one every second Friday with travel writers talking about a destination, their recent stories. And then now we've got the third Friday where we get to have a panel discussion amongst three travel writers. So it's always fun. There's always fascinating destinations. And I encourage you to do go to the website, ifwtwa.org. That is the website for the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. As you'll hear in this discussion and all the other shows, we always call it IFTWA. It's a lot easier than saying, hey, International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. So IFTWA is the place. So mm -hmm. go to ifwtwa.org. So we've got our three travel writers today and everybody's in all different parts of the country. Uh, when we're going to go to Arizona, we're going to go to South Carolina, we're going to go to Michigan. Uh, currently, Nancy and I are in uh, Peachtree City, Georgia, so it goes kind of well with our topic of today, which is garden destinations. Of course, we're going to talk about travel it. writing as well. So I want to start with Diva Linda. Linda Kassam is a food, wine, and shopping diva. Mm -hmm. That's how we know her, and she's a travel writer. Oh, gosh, Linda, you're the past president of IFTWA, which you... You reigned for what eight years or something longer than U.S. Please, president. Yeah, you reigned not more. Yeah, long time, <laughs> long time. And uh, so you did that, and then you're still on the board, right? And running part of the. I'm the still on the board. Um, this year, I'm going to be treasurer, and uh, our new president is Corey Solomon. Okay, awesome. Wow. I didn't uh -huh. know that. Oh well, gee, oh. shake up. Yep. Well, you know, Corey's been doing a lot, and. Chris has done a whole bunch as well. She's still doing the magazine? Uh, for a very short time. Chris is going to take a little sabbatical, I think, from us for okay. a little bit and uh, get herself back together. And then we hope to see her back soon. So, awesome. Um, you know, it's not uncommon for us to pretty much uh, run our, our president's ragged. It's, it's a really difficult job. And um, you got to have a lot of passion and a lot of patience and a lot of uh, energy. So, um, I think this new president, uh, Corey, should do Corey. well. She's a, yeah. she's a good networker and um, so forth and so on. So well, I think we're happy about that. Yeah, she's on our show every year and talk about wine destinations. And mm -hmm. she travels with dogs. We're all animal lovers here. Dogs. So yes, Cats and dogs are a thing. So uh, everyone, uh, Linda's websites, you've got allingoodtaste.info and then pnwtourist.com uh, covering the Pacific Northwest because that's what Linda does. Uh, she's in uh, the desert, Arizona desert area, uh, Phoenix area in the fall and winter are the best times. And the summer, she goes boating, right, <laughs> in the Pacific Northwest, but travel in the meantime. Yeah, that's a, that's just about right. So um, in a very few short months, I'll be back on the boat. And then uh, we live my husband's life, which is, which is living on the boat and traveling around the Northwest in Canada. And then in the fall and uh, spring, we come back here to Arizona and live my life. So it's very, it's an interesting compromise. Yeah, oh, but you travel the world and this year you're yeah, back out, or I should say last year, you were back out and uh, hoping to do more this year. I know, hopefully Egypt, right? That's going to be 
one of the bucket right, lists. Yeah, fingers crossed. That would be uh, something that I would really like to do. So, mm. um, mm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we love this. Wow. And, and Diva mm. Linda's on our show every first Saturday. You can hear her. The, the Diva Linda on Saturdays here on Big Blend Radio and then also writes in our different uh, Big Blend magazines as well. So I want to go over to Penny. Uh, Penny is here too. This is the first time Penny's been on the show. Penny Zabula, you can go to her website, sixlegswilltravel.com. Penny is in the sunshine of Greenville, South Carolina. Welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. Uh, just a little um, update on the website. I have not posted uh, for about a year because I've been getting paid um, quite handsomely for writing. And since I haven't been paying myself, guess what gets priority? But I am trying to... Um, to figure out a way to keep the site going. So, I mean, there's plenty to read there, but it's not current. Oh, but you know, it's okay. So what, where are you writing that people can know about? Uh, I write for Travel Awaits and Foodie Flash Packer, and I'm trying to expand my horizons a little bit. Uh, tell us a little bit about your journey into travel writing. Well, my background was in public relations um, and community outreach. I worked as a um, staff writer for a newspaper when we lived in New Bern, North Carolina. And uh, when we started talking about retiring, uh, we, I, I started taking some online travel courses, uh, travel writing courses, and then I went to a, a couple of workshops and started my blog and um, have been doing this ever since. It's kind of, I, I call myself a semi-retiree um, because I'm not full-time retired and I'm not working full-time either. And, and the beauty of this is that I can set my own schedule mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking to, to set the world on fire. I'm just looking to do some traveling and, and tell people about it and encourage people to travel. Mm -hmm. I love that. And you travel with your dog as well. And your husband does the photography. Yes, my husband is a photographer and a FAA certified drone pilot. Uh, yep. And my guide dog just <laughs> gets us a lot of attention because <laughs> everybody bet. stops to look at her. Splendid. Because she's yes. splendid. That's it. I think this is amazing because uh, you don't often hear about travel writers who are blind and I think that it's going to be interesting talking to you about gardens because they're so sensory. And I think that you are a really good shining example of not letting a disability be a disability, you know, and getting out there and letting people know that you can still travel. Part of why we travel Absolutely. And do is to let people know that, you know, just like going to a garden, it, it's there for everyone to enjoy. It's, it's how you go there and also the destinations, how they make it accessible or not. Yeah. So I think that's a, it's a good thing with what you're doing. Let's go over to Veronica Behrman. Uh, Veronica's in the snow. <laughs> Veronica yeah. Veronica is in Michigan. And um, I love this. Uh, she is the hip grandma, right? So you can go to her website, hip grandma life. Dot com. She's also an amazing photographer. So you can go to veronicajunephotography.com. But she's out in Western Michigan. And so when did you get started with this? Was this pre-grandma or post-grandma? 
well, I have five children and they're the first four are four kids within five years. And then when the youngest was 10, wow, surprise, along came number five. And so life was very, very busy for me raising all of the kids. And all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. All four of the older children were just gone in a flash. And I found myself missing some chaos and missing a little bit of something to do. So I've always been a photographer. I've always been a bit of a writer. And those two things kind of partnered up together and led me down this path. So now I have one high schooler still left at home. But if you've ever had a high schooler around, you know, he quote unquote, doesn't really need me. So (laughs) I keep busy doing all of the traveling and the writing and just having a great time with that. So Mm. And Western Michigan, I think that's an interesting area too. The state of Michigan is beautiful and, um, and delicious. Delicious. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. And I live in Holland. Well, I live in a little uh, town South of Holland, but I call Holland hometown and we are very, very Dutch settled. So Mm. I think we're going to probably talk a little bit about that, but yeah, we have amazing Dutch cuisines and amazing Dutch culture and amazing. Cool everything yeah. so yeah I mm. want to go we haven't been there Nancy yeah, I think we've seen good. signs for when we're driving through Michigan yeah and, you, uh, you need to come in the spring in May you can come and visit our tulip time festival that's yeah. I know that's going to be one of the main destinations awesome. um they're talking about I think yeah this it's very important to talk about gardens uh botanical gardens you know need to be supported oh, yeah. and even public gardens small gardens, pocket park gardens. I look at them just as important as parks like Nancy and I travel on our Love Your Park store to maintain them. And even Mm -hmm. the gardeners that are involved sometimes in public parks are the gardeners who actually do all the gardening and like master gardeners in graveyards and cemeteries Mm because they need help. And so I think it's just this interesting thing that should be part of a destination when people go is to go to the local gardens to you get information what grows locally there's demonstration gardens and it's just kind of it's a nice way to kind of soak up in the the surroundings so uh linda i know gardens have been this is like tea one of the most important things for you where we can't hear you okay um, okay um wherever i go uh, on a press trip or a personal trip, I like to see if I can also connect with gardens. Um, often the hosts uh, like you to see the food and wine a portion of it and the activity portion. And I, I consider the gardens one of the most important activities that we can do. So I've seen a lot of gardens and uh, my favorite so far is Butch Art Gardens in Canada near, near Vancouver. I think it's actually in Victoria. And um, you know, that just has everything. I'll start with it has tea. So you can have afternoon tea and and uh, it's just beautiful. It used to be a limestone quarry, if you can believe that. And wow. the lady, oh, wow. had a vi- lady had a vision for um, something bigger and greater in her uh, lifetime. And so she created these gardens and um, they just have everything you could want. And they're very smart about their tourism and tourist uh, approach, which is if you're within two hours of the Butch Art Gardens, there's a bus that will take you to it. 
Wow. It is generally a direct bus or you can get on. I don't think many people know that. So it's a city, but these are city buses that will come in. And uh, and I think they, they come in every two hours. You're not stuck for, you know, a whole day if that's not what you want to do. So um, my first time there, I took a, um, a bus from Vancouver to, uh, uh, I think it was in Vancouver. No, I think it was in Victoria. But anyway, it was about an hour, hour and a half away and on a bus. And uh, there's tons of buses that come all the time. Or you can take a tour anywhere that you go sightseeing that has the ability to uh, reach the gardens. There'll be a sightseeing tour for it. And they're very, very popular. Hundreds of people get on these things. So it's a, it's a wonderful thing. And uh, there's lots and lots of different things to do. My favorite things were uh, the rose garden because I love roses. Just immerse yourself in the scent and the feel and the, just the the wonderful attitude of the uh, rose bushes. I think I just love, they're just lovely little things. And then they had a Japanese garden, which is very oh. soothing. And as you say, they have uh, when a when an activity destination is well kept, it it just has a lasting impression on you. You know, if you went to these things and there were grass sprouts everywhere, or the um, uh, roads were uh, the walk paths weren't uh, uh, kept up, it would be not a great thing. So uh, it's pristine. It's the the restaurant i think there's three restaurants there's a, a carousel a beautifully well maintained built maintained carousel oh. so there's things for the kids there's things for the adults i think it's really good to introduce children to gardens early so they can understand there's things past disneyland that can um, mm -hmm. make them happy Oh, I love the children's gardens. They're my favorite. I know. Because you know, they mean, always have little statues and little cute. hide and seek things yeah. and interactive. And um, that's, that's, you know, Woodshark Gardens, you sent photos and everyone uh, will be posting them too, because that is, that's a very world famous garden. It's world famous and it's, uh, it's just as beautiful as you can even imagine in the spring and in the fall. Uh, summers are very mild there. So that's, that's just great too. You're not going to get, you're not going to be, uh, it's not a desert, obviously it's Canada and uh, it's really quite lovely mm. all year round. So, but less crowds in early spring and late fall, just so you okay. know, but uh, uh, yeah. it, it's just every, everything, including the tea, the afternoon tea. I think I keep coming back to that was uh, wonderful. The only thing that could have been more wonderful is if they would consider putting their tea service either in the Japanese garden or the Rose Garden. Oh, I think mm. they, uh, probably the issue is uh, access to kitchens. That's my guess, but I think someone really smart can figure that out. So that's, that's, I think, yeah, going out in the garden is important. Penny, I want to go to you. Tell us a little bit about your garden journeys. Well, um, there have been a lot of them in the last 10 years, and I can't really pick a favorite because they're all very different. And I remember going to my first botanical garden when I was a child, I grew up in Montreal and the botanical gardens there have always been beautiful. But all I remember is, you know, looking at the flowers, yeah, very pretty and let's go home. Um, <laughs> gardens, <Okay>. have changed. <laughs> gardens have changed tremendously. Um, you know, Linda was talking about the ch children's gardens. Um, and a lot of the gardens that I've visited have them with the little statues and they're, they're mm -hmm. uh, very geared to children. They also have programs 
um, classes, um, events um, that I don't remember uh, from the past. Um, in um, Fayetteville, North Carolina, um, the Cape Fear Botanical Garden, um, it's about two miles from downtown. Um, so urban gardens are very popular right now. And, and they're, they're a lot of fun because you, you can get away from the, the urbanness by going to one of these gardens. Um, but they have um, a full-time um, therapist and they, there's a therapeutic garden that she works with with people who come, people with disabilities. Um, the, they've got raised beds um, oh, cool. so that someone in a wheelchair can do some gardening and uh, it's just magnificent. And um, they also have a really nice cafe, the Garden Pew Cafe, which mm. is um, the foods, food there is really good. And then you go out and you walk it off on the garden paths. <laughs> Um, um, Lowther Castle is a totally different story altogether. Um, Lowther Castle is located in, in England's Lake District, and mm. it, it used to be a castle, and the walls have been torn down. You can sort of see oh. the walls, um, mm. and they have resurrected the property. Um, it used to belong to someone known as the Yellow Earl. And it had been in the family for a long time. The Yellow Earl was a bit of a rake, went through all the money. He was called the Yellow Earl because he was um, obsessed with yellow. He wore a lot of it. It was used in the decor. Um, okay. His cars were all yellow. <laughs> um, oh, weird. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was a bit strange, but he totally yeah. destroyed the family fortune. And fortunately, um, oh. it now has been revised. But... It, it's a beautiful setting. It also has like a children's castle and playground. So it's, it's almost like a little, little amusement park for children. Um, yeah, I and I could go on and on. I don't, I think, I think I've been there when I was a kid, Nancy, didn't we go to Lowther in England? On, yes. Yes, we did. And that's where we also ran into the elk. Remember there were elk that were bellowing across. The yeah. River? There's elk. And, yeah. And, yeah. Isn't that where you rescued the swan? Yes, that was fun. Ah, <laughs> now the, the swan was in the river and they had these metal hooks like that a pond I thing, people, yeah. Yeah, that people would tie their boats up to. And the swan put its neck through the hoop. And then, but I mean, all it had to do was reverse, but it just started flapping. So its wings are on the top of the water and its head is under the water. He's flapping and flapping and flapping. He can't get out. So dummy here goes, I'll help you. <laughs> Have you ever been beaten up by a swan? <laughs> yeah, they, they are nasty critters. So they, they, they hurt. They hurt. No, they're just really strong. So I, I got in the water and I pulled him out. So the beating of the wings were now on top of me. And he was just, he, he did a number, man. But I was happy that I rescued him. And I'm sure he thanked me later. And Nancy became the main attraction the next day. <laughs> oh, I know. Come watch Nancy the Swan Lady. Got <laughs> bruises all over. I mean, I have like a truck ran over me. And I've been wow. 
But I mean, you can't just let it die. What are you going to mm. do? No. But, and they're uh, so large. Mm -hmm. But there's yeah, something think... about a swan in a garden setting, you know, that it's just, it's just the they're sheer beautiful. elegance of a swan, just, you know. So, but men, when they get mad, yeah, they get really mad. They can get really nasty. Yeah. <laughs> Linda, have you been to uh, Lowther? Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, yet. It's yet. beautiful with the fall. Uh, yeah sounds fabulous mm -hmm. it, it's beautiful in the fall for sure mm. yeah. what about you veronica do you do some mm. international travel or do you focus mostly on the states uh at the time at this time i'm mostly focusing on the states however i look forward to expanding that into international as time allows and and we move forward but uh we have gorgeous gardens right here in michigan we were talking about favorites. Mm. One of my favorites is the Fred Frederick Meyer Gardens oh, in Grand there. Rapids. Yeah, oh, we went there a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, it's it beautiful. Awesome. Did you come during the Butterflies Are Blooming exhibit? No. Oh, well, no. I remember that the Children's Garden was one of my favorites, and they have a castle. Mm -hmm. And then they yep, had they all do. the grand, the, the lakes. They had the whole display of the lakes. But we were there right during the pandemic, so we couldn't go into the oh. conservatory as much. Well, no, parts yeah. of it were open, parts were closed, but it is the one mm -hmm. of the top 10 outdoor sculpture gardens in the world, I think, in the top 10. It's, it's amazing, and I'm so blessed to have it so close. But in the spring, between March and April, they open a large greenhouse area, and it's called the Butterflies Are Blooming exhibit, and they have over 7,000 tropical butterflies that... Wow just fly freely around you and you can walk through it's very warm so if you go and it's cold michigan weather leave your layers outside and and head on in but there's just stunning butterflies everywhere and if you're very lucky you might get one that lands on you sometimes they land on my hair because really they like my pink hair so <laughs> I know. they're like look at that flower yeah it's let's really land on it that's and, cool. But Frederick Meyer that, and the Japanese garden, Linda, I don't know if you've been to this yeah. garden, but you must go because the Japanese yes. garden is yes. gorgeous. And, Amazing. and the, I just it, like it because it's also like it, Frederick Meyer is a, a grocery store dude of yeah. history. Frederick, history -wise. Frederick and Lena Meyer um, are the founders of the Frederick Meyer Gardens and Sculpture Park, and they are well known in this area and one i have a story on my blog one year i went to a private photographer's event at the butterfly gardens so that i could have a less crowded opportunity to photograph the butterflies and a uh, very sweet family came in with a very um elderly woman in a wheelchair and one of the gals in our our photography party marched over and said this is a private display and this is not open for public and the people were very courteous to her and said, okay, well, thank you for letting us know. And and I thought, we have all these photographers here and this this woman is clearly elderly. And so I, I approached and said, would you like me to take a family portrait of you while you're here? I have my camera on me. And I just felt bad for them because they had kind of been chastised by this other person. And they said, oh, thank you, that'd be lovely. So I took the photos and said, I'd like an email and I'll send them to you. And the guy handed me his card and it was Lena Meyer was the woman in the wheelchair. She's passed now, but it was Lena Meyer and her family and her sons 
And I thought, oh, I'm so glad I wasn't the woman to go over there and shake my finger and tell them, you need to get out. This is private. I'm pretty sure Lena Meyer could do whatever she wanted. And if she wanted to come in on a Sunday morning and enjoy the butterflies. That is so, so funny. Unbelievable, yeah. isn't it? How people are. But that's that's something we learn in travel is to and travel calm is, down. Calm yeah, down because things down. are gonna get and weird somewhere. Know. You just mm -hmm. don't know. You don't know who you're who you're with and you don't know how word will travel and you just must present the way you would like people to know you as and yeah. I just ugh, I felt I cringed for the and, for the and you should and it's a garden you're supposed yeah. to be chilled out and having a good and time exactly oh, yeah they but, they weren't bothering any of us they were just there and and they were just there looking yeah. at the butterflies so and wow. actually uh lovely Lena Meyer ended up with a butterfly right on her finger I don't know See? if one of the attendants was able to kind of, I mean, you're discouraged from trying to touch them, but if they land yeah, on you, that's sure. great. Well, somehow she had one on her finger. So we have a great photo of her with a butterfly on her finger. So oh, that was fun. But that's cool. you, I want to talk about one other, uh, you said children's gardens. And I was recently in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, which is directly across Lake Michigan from where I am. And they have the bookworm gardens. I don't know if any of you have been there. Huh, but no. Bookworm Gardens is phenomenal. It only opened in 2010, so it's fairly new, yet all of the garden spaces are based on favorite children's stories, and they've had people cool. come in and build beautiful nice. displays and little houses, and as you go through, you'll find the three little pigs, and there's the little blue truck. So it's not all old oh. classic fairy tales. It's some of the newer uh, beautiful or more beloved stories just through the whole oh, gardens. And I've seen so, some well, of that in that's parks. That's a great idea. Too. You know, yeah, in parks, Nancy, I think it was Thomasville, mm. Georgia, and they're known for their roses. They have an amazing rose garden, but mm. there was this park and, um, and, and Thomasville, Georgia has this massive, one of the biggest live oak trees. I mean, it's, yeah. it's it, mm. massive. So, and it's where nature's own bread comes from we learned because there's a train that goes through the town delivering bread but any nature's val nature's own i gotta get that right but um they had in that park is one of the first ones i saw where they kind of it's like a reading park and they go through mm -hmm. it's like a mm -hmm. community park so it's kind of similar but not as not as like built up and with all the it like little exhibits throughout so kids have got something to get some walking they can push yes. and listen i think they have a book or something um, but I've seen a few community parks embrace that now, which I think is fantastic, you know, keeps the yeah. kids engaged. Gardens, they have at the beginning of each little section, they have like a cubby and there's a waterproof or weatherproof version of the story. So you mm. can take it out of the cubby and sit and read through the story or read as you walk and then you just return it to the cubby. So mm. it's, I think it would be phenomenal if I lived there to take the grandkids and just mm. pick today we're going to do this story and just spend some time in that area and they That's have fun. chairs and houses and little climbing structures and all the things and it's just so creative and I, I love a, that yeah to Linda's point you know we need to get the children learning about the gardens I think it was Linda that said that mm -hmm. or maybe you Lisa I can't remember but um someplace it's the, other diva, than trust World. Me. it's the diva if we got the diva, <laughs> the on the diva, show, did it. The diva. and it was the diva but tell us about the tulip festival because this is exciting that's the thing we're talking now is the time 
to really plan these spring events that start happening with tulips and ranunculus and all of that. And you're in Holland. So like yes. you really have Holland, like you have like Tivoli yes, Gardens we, in your backyard. <laughs> we have uh, tulip time comes around annually um, for, oh gosh, over, I believe over a hundred years now we've had the tulip time festival. Don't quote me on that. I oh. may have that just a little bit wrong. Um, but we, of course, you know, the Netherlands is, is known for its tulip gardens and tulip fields with long beds of tulips and colors and windmills and tulip time Holland Michigan is all of the best of that uh, we have windmill island gardens which is right here in in Holland and we have a um, working windmill called the Dizwan that was transported here from the Netherlands in fact it was the last wow. windmill officially from the Netherlands that was legally sold to somebody outside of the Netherlands. Oh. Apparently they had been doing this before they sold it to us in 1964, but they were seeing some things were happening with their windmills that they weren't pleased with. So we had already signed the contract to pick up Dizwan here in Holland. And then um, they changed their policy and said, we won't be selling anymore. And so we had a little bit of a leeway there because we had already signed the contract so we were able to get the windmill transport it and it is still a working windmill it still wow. uses local grains and the windmill works you can tour through the windmill go up inside of it and we have the only women woman miller in the world i believe i'm trying to make sure i got all my details correct but um we have a woman miller and she takes care of the windmill and oversees the milling so i didn't even know they were called women millers like she's a miller well, she's a miller but yeah i mean she's yeah. a she's a miller who is a female kind of like a male nurse yeah. you know it's still just a nurse but unusual to be male so so the same with with millers and uh but yeah, we have uh, the Windmill Island Gardens has just stripes and stripes and stripes of tulip beds, just like the Netherlands. So that's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, during tulip time, we celebrate all of our beautiful Dutch culture. And so we have Dutch dancing in the streets for the whole week of tulip time. It takes place the first full week of May each year. So oh, nice. from Saturday to Saturday. And we have a carnival that comes in, but that's the least of the attractions. Um, we have culture, theater, headliner, performing acts. There's food displays. We have three giant parades throughout the week. Um, the Dutch wow. dancers take place several times throughout the day down the main, main road of our downtown area. I was a Dutch dancer for several years, so have been that and done that. That's fun. That's cool. The costumes are very strictly monitored, so they're very authentic. And yeah, it's a great, a great place to come. We also have seven miles of tulip lanes. So if you just tool around wow. in your vehicle or on a bicycle, you can go up and down these lanes and the city plants tulips all along the, the edges of the road. And wow. so nice. there's just gorgeous tulips everywhere you look. Wow. Nice. Well, I, like I hear that. they do this up in the Skagit Valley, which you were just in, Diva Linda. The Skagit Valley, they do this. Yeah, if you BMW. haven't done it, yeah. So if you haven't uh, gone to uh, Tulip Week or Tulip Month, depending on whether 
Flynn family tulips actually were able to grow. Um, it is very similar to what you're talking about, Veronica. And uh, you have the opportunity just to drive up and down around the, the, the tulip fields. There is one stop that has a, uh, a store where you can buy uh, bulbs and anything tulip that you can possibly imagine. There's events that go along with this. It is a site you won't forget. They are, there are some, and this is very non-commercial, a very non-commercial event. It, um, so when, so there's farmers that have agreed for people to come look at the tulips, but they didn't agree to have parking lots or anything else. You're in farm country, so you're, it's very difficult to find parking once you identify a field you'd like to see. It, this uh, hilarious and lots of people go in the ditches and it's not, not well, now i'm going not, yeah and so when and then once you get oh, out no. into the fields there are signs everywhere that says please don't disturb the tulips they're still growing but of course people want to do photo ops and away they go and i don't think they understand like i didn't that uh it is mud to your ankles so uh, if Ooh. you're going to ignore the signs and want to be out in the fields, there are a couple fields that'll let you go. Don't wear your best shoes. Wear uh, your <laughs> rain shoes, rain boots. They need to embrace the wooden shoe up there like we have the here. The wooden shoe. There you yes. go. I have not we, tried that. <laughs> well, the Netherlands is known for their wooden shoes and they are Hello. water. Water, yeah, they're they they look like a clog with a little bit of a pointed toe, and you can yeah. buy them everywhere around here, especially in tulip time week. But um, yeah, the Dutch dancers wear them, and they make a delightful clomping sound. And but yeah, they're waterproof. They're very very lightweight, and they're surprisingly comfortable. I have a pair, and I wore them when I was Dutch dancing, and I would clomp around town with them for a whole day and not think anything of it. But they you know that is why because in the Netherlands. That is what they wore because of the muddy, boggy tulip fields. So, yeah. Boggy is a good word. That's a why, good Why is it that every yeah. time Diva Linda is on the show, somehow <laughs> the topic goes to shoes? Well, <laughs> I am thinking Veronica has inspired me. So when I get up to um, Washington in a, in a couple months, three, four months, uh, tulip time mm -hmm. will be there. And when I write an article about it this year, I'm going to talk about the wooden shoes. Oh, yeah. there we go. I am going to find a pair. pair. I'm going to wear a pair. I'm going to walk around wear them on the Listen, Linda, I've Linda, got a boat. If you connect with me, Linda, outside of here, you connect with me and I can hook you up with some wooden shoes. Oh, oh my gosh. Dude, you've made the divas day. If I get them at the little shop, we have a we have a wooden shoe factory where you can watch them make the shoes. And oh, so wow. seriously, Linda, you need to add Holland, Michigan to your bucket list. You need to come, come visit on. me. I'll show uh -oh. you. I'll give you the insiders. My tour. God, this yeah. is so exciting. I can't stand I have it. the giggles. <laughs> I have got the giggles. I have got the giggles. Yeah, on this wear I have a photo. I wear them on the boat. Oh, well, they will engrave. They will engrave your boat? name on the shoes yeah. for free. Engrave your name. So you will you'll have this is it. This is it. Oh, okay. Diva, Diva the Diva shoes. Yes, the Diva clogs. That's and right. I'm going to do another farm tour, I think, when I'm uh, 
uh, back in Washington. The boat's in Seattle, but it's very easy to get to all the outlying farms if you want. Wow. And I noticed last time when we did a couple of farm tours, my diva shoes <laughs> didn't come back for another season. So, um, so the, this is and be the exciting. clogs, the clogs sound like if you want to kick somebody, you probably that. could. Yeah, you can. They are very they're, they're lovely for anything. Thank a you, lot of them are a lot of them are hand painted as artifacts. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. In fact, a couple of years ago, we had yeah. um, during the tulip time, we had local artists that would were outfitted with some large pairs of wooden shoes, and they all painted them different themes, and you could find them around town. Cool. And and they were beautiful. They were absolutely stunning. Diva so, Linda yes. has that's very yeah. diva. Diva Linda, I have a photo of you when you went over, I think you were at Tivoli Gardens or somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. And you, there's a photo of you with your arms up inside a clog. You were sitting in a clog, a giant clog. <laughs> when I was, yeah, when I was at, in Holland, that's right. Yeah. It was the big shoe. That's right. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. I figured out what they did. Okay. This is, there you go. See, this is okay, pet shoes. I'm on. going to Penny. Penny, have you worn these shoes? <laughs> no, I haven't. They sound intriguing. <laughs> I would love to try on a pair at least. The trick yeah. is to wear a lot of socks. You you buy them uh, big and you wear several pairs of socks, which squeeze your foot in and give you lots of cushion. Oh, okay. So yeah, in, in the South Carolina heat, I don't think that's going to be. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't, you know. In the South, I haven't seen as many of the tulipy kind of things, more poppies, um, bog gardens. You know, the South, the gardens in the South, azaleas, you know, one of the favorites is a North Carolina arboretum in Asheville. They have mm. the depository for all the azaleas. So each state has an azale its, its own state azalea. And so when you go in there, and unfortunately, when we first went there, it was the end of the azalea season. But at the very end of the trail of all 50, one was in bloom. And I was like, thank you. But, like, yeah. I bowed down to you. <laughs> I but, that, but, but that's the thing. I, I think the South, um, just it's so it's so different. Wouldn't you say, Penny, for when it oh, comes yeah. to gardens? Yeah, the, it, it is. It is different. Of course, we've got these big magnolia trees, oh. which are gorgeous oh, for a very short period of time. And then they shed the rest of the year nonstop. Oh. We had a big one in our yard and we got rid of it because oh. the juice oh. was not worth the squeeze. Uh, well, I mean, you're raking leaves all year round. Well, that's oh. the thing about going to gardens that you can appreciate everybody's work. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, so, Let's talk about gardens that you haven't been to that you would like to go. Let's start with you, Penny. Is there a garden that you would like to put on your bucket list? Um, nothing in particular. I kind of go with the flow. Um, mm -hmm. I love visiting um, National Trust properties in England. Oh. Where they, they have a lot of old houses and the houses have gorgeous gardens attached to them. Mm -hmm. You don't just have to go to a, to a botanical garden to see beautiful gardens um, right. here in Greenville we have Falls Park where we have a waterfall uh, right in the center of town and in Falls Park you will find some beautiful flowers and plants um, but no there, there's nothing in particular that um, 
that I would, well, yeah, there is one down uh, near Myrtle Beach. Mm. And it's it's um, apparently at Christmas. It's gorgeous. They they have paths of lights and beautiful sculptures. And yes, I would like to. I'd like to go to that one. Mm. That's the thing about the seasons. You know, we went to Long Longwood Gardens in Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. and that's it was like the Garden of Fountains. Like each one seems right. to have its thing. Like San Diego, uh, Diva Linda, have you been to the uh, San Diego Botanical Gardens in Encinitas? They've got the largest collection of bamboo i think excellent oh, children's yeah, garden to it yep yep yeah oh ranunculus in carlsbad oh my gosh the, yeah, the flower fields field. of carlsbad should oh, be on amazing. everyone's bucket list i think we've amazing. done probably when you when you talk about not just botanical gardens penny i think you really bring a huge point like we're learning that arboretums are really fascinating because they're really working on the oh, soil yeah. and the land and what's local and it's also saving trees um, but, you know, it's like I say, it's those pocket parks. It's sometimes just your community park will have a small garden that, you know, the mm -hmm. master gardeners get in or demonstration gardens so you know what to grow. And so as as writers, when we travel, that's, I think, should be part of that list. It's like public art, you know, mm -hmm. should be part of it. it you know, it's uh, especially with photography and, you know, Instagram and all of that. It gives a place. It's when they have flower baskets. That isn't that it, Nancy? We oh. always say when a place, a downtown has flower baskets. Mm -hmm. I remember, art. right? Encinitas had no flower baskets, and one year the council all voted that it should have flower baskets. And within six months, I couldn't believe the difference what that downtown looked like. Mm -hmm. It was, it had a whole new personality and life to it because of the flower mm -hmm. baskets. Mm -hmm. Well, Greenville's downtown used to be pretty derelict it was scruffy it was nasty and um it went through a revitalization uh process and now we've got these gorgeous tree-lined streets we have falls park in the middle of town with the waterfall and the gardens and walking paths and all sorts of events that happen and it's amazing what greening up a city can do Oh. for the atmosphere for the economy for the, the mm -hmm. people who live there um mm. we've lived here for two years and people tell us if, if we'd been if we'd been here 20 years ago we wouldn't have recognized it mm. and, but wow. another, go ahead sorry <laughs> just just a quickie on gardens um mm. it, visiting any kind of garden is like a sensory vacation Mm -hmm. um you have the smells usually there are a lot of birds so you hear a lot of bird songs yeah. even in the urban gardens mm -hmm. um, people hear a lot of bird song you can touch the plants the flowers and and i i strongly recommend people do that because it's a whole different perspective and i'm going to mm -hmm. be quiet now <laughs> no no you can talk all you want <laughs> it's all good oh no, the smell you've got to mm -hmm. do the smell you've got to mm -hmm. smell each kind yeah. of flower mm -hmm. that's huge and they do that in children's gardens where you have those sensory gardens where you touch mm -hmm. and smell and you know that kind of thing and I think that's important kids want to touch things you know and I, I just appreciate what you're saying about that revitalization and that's Nancy what happened in uh, Encinitas with the downtown mm -hmm. Encinitas Main Street Association when they were becoming a certified Main Street through the Main Street yeah. program and that was one of the first things to show pride and get the businesses involved awesome. so I think that is 
there's flowers everywhere and, and it does it's a nice balance for nature like you're saying mm -hmm. and tea for diva linda and tea so <laughs> veronica where's a garden that you haven't been to that you want to go to well there uh the, the desert botanical garden in phoenix arizona mm -hmm. so oh. have you been there diva linda is getting very oh excited. you guys are gonna have to have a swap vacation oh, thing going on we're gonna have to we're gonna have to travel together i feel a, a trip coming on um, yeah, I have heard about it. I've seen some pictures of it and it just sounds amazing. And I am from kind of the Great Lakes area. So we're used to a lot of water and wet. And I've only visited Arizona one time and I oh. kind of fell in love a little bit just because it's so opposite from what we have here in our climate of Michigan. So mm -hmm. I'm really, really interested in a trip out there and, and seeing, uh, I hear they have a lot of endangered or uh, desert plants that they're caring for and trying to kind of bring back. So I would love to explore it. And cat everybody loves a good cactus. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Eva, Linda, yeah. what's on your bucket list for a garden? Well, as I look to see where the travel might take me, I, there's, a, there's a garden in Singapore. Oh, oh, yes. oh that was it's the second one on my list. It's it's called Garden by the Bay. It costs one billion dollars. Wow! To put it all together, and then right wow. down the street, there's another one called the Singapore Botanic Gardens, which is uh, smaller, but it's more focused on. Um, local stuff so it has a ginger garden has an orchid garden Ooh. Ooh. orchids it has oh. seasonal opera performances somebody told me they also have tea so of course that would be on my list but um i've, I've done uh, quite a bit of um uh travel in that area but not singapore so uh, i think maybe i'll hmm. be looking to see how we might do that and would be really lovely hmm. if uh oh, bring singapore. me Bring you, okay. okay. Bring me, that was on my list, but I was trying to stay, you know, continental. But if oh, I had no. to go outside, no, no, Singapore we have is... to be big, be big and bold. And hey, big. this is the International right. Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. That's right. right. And may I just say that flowers and wine go hand in hand. Oh, oh absolutely. And, and the birds Talk about love the it. Talk the senses. Penny that's can how, probably speak on that. That's how we roll. Yeah. That's what you're saying, Penny, about the going in the gardens and... Do you enjoy wine in the gardens? That's it. I enjoy wine anywhere. Oh, she, <laughs> there you go. I'm coming to see you. <laughs> yeah. to We're bringing Penny, Diva Linda. She's the wine girl. All right. I'm liking it. I like it. I'm game. So, Penny, where's your next destination? Well, actually, we're going up to New York for um, IMM. And then we are our next planned trip. Uh, we're going to Greece in the spring, and we're hoping to um, do that by going through Turkey and then going to Bahrain and then Ooh. Greece wow. and home from there. So wow. we're working that one out. And otherwise, we've got a lot of things we would like to do, but nothing planned yet. Well, I want to make sure that you know that there's a um, individual press trip offer from greece that you can apply for and so i've already just, applied for it oh good because i i think <laughs> that knows. would be fabulous sophia is a fabulous guide 
and I've done it twice. It's absolutely wonderful. Well, we, mm. we would love to do that if we can. Oh, so, did yeah. you go to the last conference? Because I remember, Penny, you were saying you were talking about uh, St. Petersburg and that area and Florida area. Did you go to the conference or is that a separate yes. trip? Oh, yes. Uh, I was I was at the conference. First one. Awesome. Awesome. So everyone that this is annual, right? That the internet, the IFTWA conference happens, yes. Steve, it's yeah. every annual one. Awesome. So it, was, cool. it was very cool. I learned a lot. Um, nice to meet people that I knew from Facebook and um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a good time. That's and, awesome. and the uh, press trip to Tampa that we went on was excellent. See, that's the oh, thing. That's I think work. that's part of IFTWA is really good at, you know, at putting these trips together, partnering people. Otherwise, mm -hmm. it's like a C, you know, trying to contact people on your own and then them trying to find you, you know, so it's it's a good matchmaking thing. And then also just to keep up with industry standards and what's changing in the world, you know, so I think that's a those conferences are cool. And you always go mm -hmm. cool places, too. Yes. You know. Mm -hmm. So I don't this mean year cool we're, as we're in going Veronica's. on a boat. We're going to have what? a conference at sea. We're going oh. on a boat and it's specifically wow. focused on food and wine. So that should be fun. Wow. That's I'm dangerous. hoping I'm planning <laughs> to get on that one. That good looks for you. Good, good yes. for you. I am actually going on a cruise. I'm leaving next week to go on a Caribbean cruise. So nice. I will have good practice before the IFTWA cruise coming oh. up in in the fall so oh wow it sounds like you know you guys with going all the coastal places you're going to see awesome gardens as well diva linda mm -hmm. where's your next spot um well i think i told you on the last show we did with you for the next four months i have to concentrate on um scholarship recipients from another group that i with uh am part of and uh and they are food oriented so uh several uh, food-oriented schools and uh, charities uh, have benefited from uh, Les Dames Descafiers um, uh, charity. And uh, so I'm gonna do some spotlights. And then when I get to um, Washington, there's some things that I think I wanna do another farm stay. Uh, I know we're going into Canada, so we'll do Victoria as well. I'll go back to the Butch Art Gardens. And then in the fall, Fingers crossed, I would really like to do a trip to Egypt. So we'll see. Ooh. Yeah, I love oh. that. I love that. She's going to walk like an Egyptian with, with <laughs> clogs from Holland, with Michigan. <laughs> now that's an international clogs. trip. <laughs> I know. I love that. I love that. In closing, you know, I know uh, being part of IFTWAS is very beneficial, as we were discussing. But uh, one tip that each of you would give uh, an aspiring writer, someone getting started. Penny, let's start with you. Any tips out there for? writers um well i think the biggest... there's a cat in the screen <laughs> sorry she's listening sorry to you. she's very nosy <laughs> <laughs> hello kitty <laughs> um there there's a um Okay, I just lost my train of thought. Sorry, yeah, we um, any tips? Yeah, sorry. That, that's that's okay. I love cats. Um, he was listening to you. <laughs> um. I would say network as much as you can, mm -hmm. learn what you can from, from fellow writers. I have found that, that travel writers are very giving, very willing to share. 
um, ideas and and tips and network, network, network. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Very Good cool. Point. Diva Linda, mm -hmm. any tips for writers? And by the way, Diva Linda just has an article and interview up on blendradioandtv.com for promoting, well, not promoting, but sharing with writers what to do social media wise to get your work out there. So you could be published, mm -hmm. but you got to promote it and it's good for, anyway, you can listen to that and read the article. It's very in-depth and good. So check mm -hmm. that out. So sorry, stealing your thunder, Diva. I think that it's very, very important to join an association. If it's not ITRA, NACHA is fine, uh, SATW is fine. But not only do you need to join it, you need to participate in it. Find a committee or make one up of your own, and present it to the board. Um, because through the committees, you are more engaged in what we do or what an association is doing. Uh, it's, I used to do a lot of work in uh, chambers of commerce, and we always knew that the engaged members would stay with us. But a member who just bought a membership and then we never saw them by the, when the year's up, they, they're saying, what did you ever do for me? I was sitting here, but you didn't do anything for me. So anyway, join an association. You can learn mm -hmm. so much. The networking is there. It's already in place. Uh, mm -hmm. We're doing a lot of um, website, web webinars, um, professional development. I started that when I was president because I felt that uh, we needed more educational uh, opportunities and uh, it's blown into something far more than I could have even expected. So anyway, mm -hmm. choose, a, choose a committee, find out what they are, join it, mm -hmm. and you will You're talk right. about networking. You'll know more about the organization mm -hmm. and you know much more about your fellow members and mm -hmm. things to do, where it's going, what we're doing. And I want to add on to that. It's uh, better for your resume. Oh, gosh, yeah. You get way, way better for your resume, your, your yeah. bio. Yeah, it's way you get better way more um, of an organization mm -hmm. if you participate. Mm -hmm. Well, before so, uh, before we bought uh, Big Blend in, before uh, I brought, um, I was associated with Big Blend way before I was associated with IFRA. And uh, so we have a very long history of uh, promoting some of my clients when I was in PR and then when I decided to get out of that. I came to uh, after I was in the association while I, I said, you know, we've got to do more for our uh, members and, and they don't really know how to get on a radio, how to do any of that stuff. And it's it's key to your resume that you're doing more than just writing. You need to do more. What else can you do? And uh, this radio thing that uh, Lisa has developed for us. Uh, you know, I'm, fair, I'm, fair, I'm fairly focused, but when it comes to Lisa, I just say, I think I want blah, blah. And she goes, oh, we can do that plus something else and wrap it all together. So uh, it's an amazing opportunity for our members. It's fun. Mm -hmm. it's, it's great it for audience. It it's how people get to know who you are. You know, we were talking about that on that last conversation, Diva Linda, that people hear your voice. They get to have that warm cozy feeling of who you know there's it, it's yeah go go beyond and and that's a good thing so uh veronica tell us about your tip penny disappeared hopefully she'll come yeah back. we yeah. lost penny uh mm -hmm. my tip would be to stretch outside of your comfort zone i will be publishing mm -hmm. my first book and my first manuscript is due in march and it will be coming out this fall it's about 
Holland, Michigan, and 100 Things to Do in Holland, Michigan before you Love die. That so. series, Reedy Press is awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah re- with working with Reedy Press has been phenomenal. And this is this is a new a new stretch for me, but I, I've, I'm really enjoying that. And the other tip I would say is always work on your writing skills. I mean, for me, I'm a natural writer, but it's easy to get into bad habits. It's easy to get into. So to, to listen to others and to seek out learning opportunities to continuously improve. I mean, we get to this old grandma age and it's easy to just kind of stagnate and that's never healthy and never good. And we want to keep our brain moving. So, so I've recently attended a writer's workshop conference, which was phenomenal. And so just to keep, keep pushing I mean, we're travelers and we're writers. So mm-hmm. keep developing the writing along with the, enjoying the travel. Exactly. I love it. Well, mm-hmm. ladies, thank you for joining us. Um, I'm going to give everyone uh, Penny's website again, and it's Penny Zabula, sixlegswilltravel.com. And that's uh, spelling it out, six, S-I-X, six legs will travel. Also, Diva Linda Kassam, go to all in good taste info. Also, pnwtourist.com. I got the PNW tourist. Is that right? Okay, mm-hmm. that's it. PNWtourist.com. I just go, she's not a tourist. <laughs> diva Linda's not a tourist. They're, I just like, she's she's the diva. She's like, okay, come on. Uh, and everyone, Veronica's websites again, veronicajunephotography.com and hipgrandmalife.com. And when you go on hipgrandmalife.com, she's got a story in there also about uh, the tulips in Holland. So thank you mm-hmm. all for joining us. Please keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Iftwa's website is ifwtwa.org. And we're here with our panels, our new panel series every third Friday. So thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having us.